0: Death minus three minutes and counting. Rawson squinted through yellow sundazzle and displayed his mech's dental work as the stranger neared maximum range. The scope of his wire-stocked assault rifle showed only a single helmeted rider, straight and tall on the hover cycle, its caliche dust trail writhing behind. Had Rawson been a praying man, he might have prayed for this break. One well-placed round could mean the difference between Rawson afoot in wild country, with deputy marshals closing in, and Rawson sitting pretty in that hover cycle with a straight run to the Rio Grande. On the other hand, a clean miss might alert the silly bastard, and several hasty shots might render that cycle useless. From his cover among the blistering rocks of South Texas, Rawson judged that his prey would cross within a hundred meters of him— If he waited an extra few moments, he would have a good headshot, and time for more if the first round missed. Rawson flicked his fire selector to semi-auto, wishing he had thought to drop his belt pack near the tracks his boots had made. A nice fat belt pack would have provided bait to halt an unwary traveler. Well, tough shit. Rawson concentrated on the world as it was, or rather, as he thought it was— It did not occur to him that the target in his crosshairs might be bait. Death minus two minutes and counting. For an instant, as the cycle passed below on its cushion of air, Rawson's imagination whacked him under the ribs. What if the rider gripped the throttle bar in his death agony? The hover cycle might just continue on out of sight, its whir fading with the dust trail, a diesel-hearted horse with a bit in its teeth and a dead man in the saddle— The outlaw adjusted his aim to the base of the neck, let the crosshairs traverse to lead the target, and squeezed gently. The rifle's muzzle suppressor was a custom job, so that the muzzle scarcely moved and emitted only a flat, whistling pop. The slug flew a trifle high, catching the erect rider behind the ear. Rawson sent two more rounds after it, saw the helmet jerk again, saw shards of plastic spray bright sparkles against the sun. Death minus ninety seconds and counting. Rawson flung himself down from his prominence, bounding to flat sun-baked soil, cursing the hover cycle as it continued. The damn thing had slowed a lot, but it was still underway— now wandering in a broad arc above the sparse brush of Uvalde County, Texas. The rider was well zapped, but at this pace Rawson, carrying the heavy rifle, would never catch up. He made a snap decision, dropped the rifle, and sprinted hard. He willed his legs to pump harder. The goddamn rifle had done its job, and in any case he still had his little chink automatic, courtesy of World War Four, stowed in his breakaway hip pocket. In a long, gut-wrenching sprint, he knew that he was gaining, and so, in a way, he was definitely losing. Death minus forty seconds and counting. The rider had not fallen, though his head lolled loosely on his neck. Both hands still gripped the handlebars of the cycle, a scruffy two-place McCullough with a tarp over the rear saddle-cowl. Rawson's thigh muscles told him he'd spent too many summer days in the cantinas of Hondo and Eagle Pass, waiting for word that Sorrel needed him for a shipment. Trembling, gasping, he drew on his last reserves of stamina and stumbled, nearly fell. But now the diesel stammered, too. Rawson hoped that didn't mean the effin' thing was out of fuel. He found out what it meant as he staggered forward, exulting, Everything became clear with the sudden emergence of the compact, green-eyed, blonde fellow from under the tarp. Rawson was only three-quarters surprised in the smuggling biz you learn to count on fuck-all.